Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Being an Everyday Hero, episode number 18, Burn the Boats. My name is Brett Culp. It may be that there is something in your life right now that you are struggling with, and you're struggling because in reality, you really have not fully given yourself to it. You really have not put all of you in it. You engage with it when it's convenient for you, when it feels nice and comfortable for you, but you're not really willing to go into the depth of what it is and really fully give your whole heart, your passion, your energy to it. It may be a relationship. It may be a a career you're considering. It may be a good thing that you want to do in the world for your community, for your family, but you really have not ever been able to accomplish it. And it may be because you've not really been willing to, as they say in card games, go all in and really put your full self in it. I want to talk about that today. I want to share a story from my life that really affected that trajectory for me and that really is the foundation of what my work is built on. There was a moment in my life that forced me to fully commit to what was really the thing I should always have been doing and always have been focusing on in my life. But a circumstance forced me to really get go in full in and I want to share that story with you and another story from history that I think may inspire you as well so looking forward to sharing that with you in the next few minutes so just a few days ago I celebrated my 40th birthday which was really pretty wonderful I did uh, all day on my birthday I did Facebook live uh, broadcasts I was on there for like an hour three different times throughout the day, and I used that as an opportunity for anybody that joined the conversation, for liked, who liked, liked and commented. I shared a little bit about them and what I loved about them and what made them special in the world. And even for the, for the people that I knew well, of course, that was easy to do, but for the people that I didn't know well, I just tried to share something that um, I knew about everyone that I meet, um, these affirmations that are true about all of us. I tried to share that. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful day of giving and connecting. And I loved that so much. If you were part of that, thank you. And if you missed it, I hope I'm going to do something like that again. I'm going to stay in touch on that. So even though I'm on all different social medias, Facebook is probably the one where I get the most personal because it's the place where I have the most connections and and that sort of thing. So if you're on Facebook and you're not following uh, me there, please go. Even if we don't know each other, you can click follow and follow my posts. And I try to do a lot of things there that are as interactive as possible. And it's a fun place for that. So anyway, that was great. A few days before or the day before my birthday, I posted something that was very vulnerable for me. And I think I'm actually going to do a podcast about my experience uh, a podcast episode about my experience with that because it really did. Uh, I posted something very vulnerable that was very open about a weakness, uh, difficulty in my life. Um, that my 40th birthday was really a reminder of how far I've come and what I've been through and my destiny and that sort of thing. And so you may want to check that out. That may help you. If you're going through a difficult time right now and you're not really sure where you're going in your journey, that might be a, a great a great uh, post for you to read. So check it out. That's on my Facebook page. It's a picture of me looking at a sunset with all the text uh, there with it. And so I'm looking forward to another 40 years ahead and, and what I'll do and what will happen. I have just finished an incredible whirlwind of speaking events. I did nine keynote speeches in 30 days. 
during the month of September, and uh, that was just a wonderful, wonderful experience, getting to meet lots of people all over the country and just sharing wonderful, inspirational, positive things about them and stories from my films. It was great, and I love that I'm getting more opportunities to speak and to share and to really connect with people and, and hug them and and love on them. And so I'm going to keep sharing the ones of those that I'm doing that are open to the public, and I'd love for you to join me at one if, if you can be there. So let's talk about this episode, Burn the Boats. I was, man, I was 22, 22, 23 years old, and I had come out of college. During college, I had really started my filmmaking career. I had put signs all over the college campus uh, advertising wedding videos, that I did wedding videos. I did my first wedding video when I was a student at Bowling Green, Kentucky in 1997, when I was probably 21 years old, and I was I did my first one for $100, and I realized that I could probably, I was more skilled to do that, and I could do that instead of waiting tables, so I kept doing that, and I put flyers all up over the campus of Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I was attending journalism school, and did that uh, there instead of stocking shelves at Target at 4 o'clock in the morning. And by the time I had graduated from college, which would have been in 1999, I was up to like $400, $500, and I was doing wedding films and other things as kind of the side. I never really thought at the time that that kind of video work would be my lifetime career. I didn't see myself that way. I thought that was kind of the side fun stuff that I was doing and that I needed to go out into the world and get a real job. So while I was doing all that video work, I got a real job, and it was a job working at an executive search firm, and what executive search firms is they're kind of like career recruiters, except they work for very specific, high-level executive jobs, so a company might hire our firm to go find them the next you know, vice president of marketing or CEO or CTO or something like that, and we would then go out into the marketplace uh, and find a person who was working somewhere else who was a good fit and reach out to them and kind of liaison that introduction and connection and see if we could fill those roles. This was at a time when the internet was very new and people didn't really understand how to use it very well. And I came in there very young. I guess I was 23, 24 years old, something like that. I can't remember exactly the numbers. And I was kind of a whiz at the internet for the time, which really just meant I knew how to use Yahoo Search and go through boards and forums and find things at a time when the internet wasn't as centralized as it is now. And I was really valuable to them, and I spent about a year working there, and they kind of started to build their entire process around the work I was doing. And and so I was essentially doing all this research and people would hand me, I need this information, I need to know who this executive is and where they work, and I was able to find org charts online and all that kind of stuff. So I would give, develop all this information for all these different people. I was finding things that were invaluable to this team. and But one day I realized that that really wasn't my dream to work there. I didn't want to stay there long term. I was making about $30,000 a year anyway. And I decided I wanted to leave, and 
my video business had built up to a certain point and I was really enjoying that work. I was filming weddings and I was working for not-for-profits and corporations creating these films and I really enjoyed that work. And so I gave my notice and said, you know what, it's time for me to go. I, I'm not going to keep doing this here. And I went off to really build my video business. My wife had a full-time job as a, uh, at a consulting firm as a graphic designer. She was making about $30,000 a year. And so we could risk a little bit. We were young. We didn't have any kids. And we felt like we could risk a little bit and, um, you know, me kind of leap out there and, and build the business. And our feeling was kind of, you know, in the next year or two, if I kind of aggressively, you know, go out there into the world, I can do it. And um, that lasted about a week. And then the CEO from that executive search firm called me and said, look, I, we can't do this here without you. You're very valuable here. You were an important part of this organization. I'd like to offer you $65,000 plus all benefits. Plus, like, you can work from 9.30 to 4 p.m. and take an hour and a half for lunch and take off time anytime you need it for your video business. I mean, it was like this perfect opportunity laid out in front of me. And in my heart, I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. In my heart, I knew that the video business and my work, the, the, what was developing at that time that would ultimately lead to me being a filmmaker and doing all the things I'm doing today, they were going to come out of, the, I didn't, of course, couldn't see, you know, 15 years down the road, but I knew in my heart that was who I was meant to be. But I had this person offering me $65,000 to come at, you know, 23, 24 years old, which is a huge salary for a guy who um, is essentially fresh out of a four-year degree. And so I said yes. And uh, what we decided to do was the video business was growing and there was a lot going on. So what we decided is that I would go back to this executive search job and my wife, Trisha would quit her job. And so she would kind of become the salesperson for the business because she was a graphic designer in her background, she could do some editing work, and um, then I could use the evenings and weekends to uh, do all the other things that she wasn't skilled to do. And so we thought this was great that we'd sock away a lot of money, we would do all the things, you know, buy the house and get the cars and all the stuff that you kind of dream as a young person of doing. So my wife gave her two weeks notice, and I went back to work at this search firm. The f day, her first day being done at work, first day she was finished, she woke, I got up before her and left before she was even awake. She slept in. Uh, she got up that morning and was, you know, in her PJs and making her tea. And I walked in the front door. And she said, why are you not at work? And I said, because I just got fired. I had walked into work that day to discover that somebody in the office had for the past week thought that I was stealing from the company and doing some really negative things behind the scenes. They went into my email when I left for the day and essentially pieced together this conspiracy theory about me being a devious person 
and it was submitted to the CEO who believed every word of it, and I walked in the next morning, and she fired me. And so not only was I fired, it wasn't just some downsizing, it was a beating. (laughs) It was an angry tirade of my evils, supposedly. And as a sensitive person, it was extremely painful. I then walked home, I drove home, walked into the house, and after being abused for 30 minutes, realized the position that our my wife and I were now in, which was we went in one day, one 24-hour period, from having three jobs and about $120,000 a year in income to having only this little video business, which was unpredictable and very new. And we spent the next 48 hours analyzing every option. And we talked to family and close friends to get their advice. And ultimately, we decided after hearing all the information and all the different feedback from all the different people that the right thing to do was to go full on into the video business to really push ourselves into it in a way that we never had before in a way that I had never really given myself to it before but that that was really the thing to do there's a story that I love a historic it's kind of, I think, a legend in some ways. Maybe it's true about Hernando Cortez, who was an explorer and conqueror uh, back in in 1500s, the 1500s. I certainly don't advocate in any way for the idea of holding anyone up as a role model whose vision in life is to go conquer other people and to take their stuff through war. I don't agree with that. But looking back on it historically in the context of history, there's this very interesting moment in the life of Cortez where he is with this army of about 600 men, 11 ships, um, all of these soldiers and horses and sailors, and they are on a quest to go into Mexico and conquer this army that has, has been unconquerable for 600 years and has had this this massive treasure of jewels and gold and silver and all of these things that have been hoarded by them for so so long and his his vision that he's taken these men on is to go conquer those people and and take that treasure um for some reason as the story goes he is seeing a lot of bad morale, people frustrated, people worried, people not believing that they can accomplish what they're setting out to accomplish here. And so he does something very dramatic to bring the point home. Once they arrive in Mexico, uh, the story goes that in the middle of the night, he had a very small group of his most intimate troops go out and set the boats on fire. He burned the boats. And he roused the men and brought them out to see these boats burning. And he said to them, essentially, we came here to do something. I have now burned the boats. We can't go back. 
there's no way to go back. Here is where we are. If we're going to get back home, we're going to have to go back in their boats. There is no choice. There is no option. We have to move ahead. Burn the boats. I've always thought that was a very striking image of what it takes to really make things happen in your life sometimes. That moment, as much despair and frustration as there was in it for me and for Trisha, it was important because if that moment had not happened, that horrible serendipity of here is my wife quitting her job and on the very very day she is left her job, I get fired and all we're left with is this seed of a business, this this small glimpse of an idea that has not yet come to fruition. I would have not chosen that path, frankly. I think I was more into the convenient, comfortable space that I thought I was going down of the path of least resistance that seemed to lead to the best opportunity, even though it was kind of the safer, not really what was in my heart, not an extension of my passion thing. And I think that is the decision that many of us make too often in our lives. We make it in our relationships. We make it in our work. We make it in our careers. We make it in our vision for what our family could be or our community or how we might really contribute to the world in a big way. Instead, we hedge. Instead, we take the path that is the safer, more traditional, easier, looks best on paper sort of path. But the thing that's been so interesting about my life is that nearly every time I've made a decision like that, anytime I've allowed myself to say, yeah, let's go that way, that way looks more comfortable, I almost always lose <laughs> in the long run. I almost all, It almost always comes back around that it doesn't actually work out. And the reason it doesn't work out for me is because my heart's not in it. And I've found about myself that if my heart's not in it, if I'm not passionately engaged, it's actually it's not going to go anywhere. It's not really going to achieve. In this moment in my life, something external to me. I was one of those soldiers standing on the beach watching the boats burn and saying, "Okay, well, I can't go back that way. I'm going to have to I guess turn around and go in. I can't escape from here. I have to go through this. I have to go into it." not run away from it. But I think the more situations like that I find myself in and the more I'm willing to dive in, the more I find the confidence to keep doing that even when it is my choice. Even when I could choose escape, I instead choose to go in. I instead choose to go through the thing. Sometimes, in retrospect, I look back and say, you know what, that didn't work out so well. In this case, the safer path would have been the better path. And there are times when I have lost. But there are so many times when my destiny has opened up for for me in a wonderful way because I was willing to kind of step out and go with my gut and, as they say, follow my heart. And do the thing that I know I knew was really my story to do. I knew was really what I was made to do. And I was willing to go out there and do it. And sometimes that is as big as starting a business or starting a project 
or diving into a marriage or a big relationship or walking away from a relationship that is hurting you and not right in your life. But sometimes it's even as simple as just willing to walk outside of your comfort zone to say that thing that you need to say because it, it's real for you and you need to say it. Or doing that thing or making that hard choice. Uh, maybe it's a spiritual choice in your life that is a hard one, but you need to do it. And I find again and again for me that that now as I look at circumstances in my life, I can see where they've headed in a positive way because of those incidents. For me, I spent the next, after that happened and I got fired, my wife left her job, I spent the next years of my life really diving in and not only marketing like crazy, I essentially pulled out the yellow pages after we made this decision, I pulled out the yellow pages and found every wedding planner, every florist, every photographer, and I took them, I went to their studios, I visited them, I called them, I took them to lunch, all of those things, and within probably 90 days, I had generated enough business through those interactions, those personal networking interactions, because I was willing to pick up the phone and make those calls to essentially cover our bills every month. It took 90 days to get there. I didn't like any of that. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to walk into cold situations. I'm more comfortable with it now at 40 years old than I was when I was 24. But at the time, I didn't like that. I would have never pegged myself as a guy who liked to sell, who liked that kind of you know, personal networking, marketing kind of thing. But over time, I gained confidence in it, even though it was uncomfortable. I couldn't do the long game. I couldn't just say, well, you know, let's put an ad in the next issue of this magazine and maybe it'll pay off six months from now, a year from now. I didn't have time for that. I had to go now. And that forced me, burning those boats, watching those boats burn, burn forced me to, to really dive in deep. And it was hard and it hurt. And I had to do the things that were uncomfortable for me. But the outcome created a trajectory for my life that is still the joy that I'm living in today because that led to me building a successful business that captured weddings and special events. And that led to me working with not-for-profits and corporations to create documentary-type films. And that led to me working on true documentary films, feature-length documentary films, and like Legends of the Night and Look to the Sky and A Voice That Carries. And that led to the opportunities that I'm having now to hang out with amazing people and speak, which will then lead to, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not sure where it will lead, but all of those things happened. I could, I could today probably still be sitting in that executive search firm, but that would not have been a joy for me and it also would have not been the best way that I could have contributed in a positive way to the world and so sometimes you have to be willing to make those leaps not just for yourself and for your family but so that you can get yourself into the place you were really meant to be in and you can make the difference you're supposed to make in the world that's why you got to do the hard stuff it's not just for you it's not just selfish It's also for the people in the world who are going to be blessed by you living within your giftedness, you being in the place you're supposed to be. 
Now, the, the, the disclaimer to all of that is that there are also times where you need to be smart, where you need to, um, you know, stay with things because it is good for your family or it's right for your family. I understand those decisions. There are also times when you make commitments to people like in marriage or to business partners or things like that. And there are times when the right thing to do is to honor those commitments you've made. Um, I understand all that. So put that disclaimer in the context. But then there are also times where you have to be willing to burn the boats and walk away from that thing and even make that choice on your own to burn the boat so that you can go on to something that's better for you. And it may be also that you today need to dive into a place that feels emotionally unsafe for you so that you can really understand where you're supposed to go. It may be that you have been holding on to kind of false securities in your life that you have been saying, you know what, I don't really want to go and deal with this pain that I have in my heart because I think I'll just stay in this comfortable, this kind of like low tier pain, like a kind of low level aching dull pain every day of my life rather than dive deep because I know that if I dive deep, there's going to be a big, giant pain on the other side of that that I'm not going to want to face because of some experiences in my life or the way I've felt about some things. And it may be that it's time to burn those boats of safety, those boats of escape. And, you know, they say about pain and difficulties in your life that you can't, with pain, go around it or over it, or underneath it, or away from it. The only way to deal with pain in a healthy way is to go straight through it. And it may be that for you right now, the issue is that you have gone through some very difficult experiences, or someone in your life is going through those experiences, and you need to be willing to get rid of the safety, burn the boats of safety and comfortableness, and go right into the, get rid of all that and go right into the jungle, <laughs> into those places that feel pretty dangerous, that feel uncertain, that where you feel exposed and where you'd be like, you know what, it might be kind of safer back where we came from. But knowing that there is something positive, there is a treasure on the other side of that for you. And it may be very painful and uncomfortable and difficult. It may make you feel vulnerable and exposed and lost a little bit because it would be safer to hang on to this version of yourself or this version of the world that has felt very comfortable to you for a long time, but it might be the right time to dive deep into that. And even though you're going to feel like you're hacking through the jungles with a machete to get through it, and you're going to feel like a little discombobulated and not really know where you are, it may be that what's on the other side of that is exactly the place you're supposed to go the place that you need to be. So my hope for you is that you would be willing to go through the hard spaces, to go into the unexplored areas, to pursue your dreams and the things that matter to you and that are really important, and that you would be willing to leave behind the things that feel like safety and security and comfortableness the things that you're used to or the things that are part of been part of your family for a long time but things that you know deep inside of you need to be left behind that you would be willing to let those things go so that you can walk into the bigger broader more expansive 
more exciting, more passionate, more joyful, more full of peace and blessings, not only for yourself, but for the world, for all the people around you, that you would be willing to walk into those difficult spaces, be who you were born to be, and and make a difference. And know in advance that when you get there, it's going to hurt. There's going to be pain. There's going to be difficulty. But that's part of it. That's just the way this stuff goes. And it's okay. That's normal. That's part of what it is to be a human and to pursue great things in your world, in your community, in the lives of others. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today. And I've enjoyed sharing this story. I hope it was helpful to you. If it was, I hope you'll share it with somebody else that you think it would be meaningful to. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Sending you love and big hugs. Have a heroic day. 